everybody, and welcome to a phenomenal Wild Ride with Steve-O. There's no other way to describe this week's guest but phenom. It's what he is, man. It's Patty the Batty, and you don't even have to be a UFC fan to know Patty the Batty is turning the world upside down. And this podcast with Patty the Batty is saving the world. Why? Well, because we're teamed up with established titles. And they have this killer thing. It's an important Scottish custom where landowners are referred to as lords and ladies. And established titles is a project that allows you to buy as little as one square foot of dedicated land to make you an official lord or lady. And what's even better is that they are committed to planting a tree for every single order. I mean, dude, come on. Planting all these trees, saving all of this land to be dedicated to just keeping it land, that's saving the world. That's why this is so much fun. Plus, you get a killer certificate framed to put on your wall to brag about how you are a lord or a lady. And another reason to hurry up is the killer Labor Day sale they're having. Save the world and be awesome. So, if you hurry up and are one of the next, uh, one of the first two or three hundred, something around there, the first two or three hundred people are going to get their plot of land right next to mine, baby. So hurry up, man. Go to established titles dot com slash devo they give you 10 percent off your order if you do that you save the world you have your plot of land right next to mine you're a lord or a lady and did i mention you're saving the world so haul ass to established titles.com slash devo to save the world and become an awesome lord or lady now let's get into it dude when we walk through there there's a speed bag uh-huh. i want to show, I wanna... Show you some shit on there. Nice that AC though, isn't it, lads? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Hey, yeah, let's close that door. I got it. Come on, thanks, Vinny. And we're recording, so. <sighs> yeah, dude, we're, we're, we are not here to waste your time, brother. I'm, I'm good, lad. All right. I've got some to chill. All right. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, Patty the Batty <laughs> Pimblet. Yeah. How are we? Dad. You want some drinks right there? Yeah, I'll have some water. Yeah, that's uh, not sparkling. I'll keep that sparkling water away. Uh, All the, right. The white normal water. What's the uh, philosophy of avoiding sparkling water? It's just can't have sparkling water by eyes. As we say, Tories think that conservatives drink sparkling water. Oh, shit. So uh, you're the all about the Labour Party. Yeah. Tories drink. That's interesting. You know about well, the Labour Party? You know they're all like this, the same, really, aren't they? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, like in America, they're all the same. It's become considerably less about ideology or political party than just simply rich or poor. Yeah, literally. Yeah. But the world's fucked. We know that anyway. And that's why I got a vasectomy. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not shitting you, dude. I don't want to have kids. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, dude, man, thank you for this. I, I appreciate it. No, it's my pleasure, lad. Yeah, we met uh, first at the the arena at the UFC San Diego. Yeah. Then we just randomly happened to both be at Mike Tyson's studio. That was funny, though. Well, dude, just, just seeing our man again then with the Mike Tyson on his arm. He's fucking crazy, mud. 
Yeah, he's off in the song of his life. Him, dude, it's 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 great. Dude, when we were at the the UFC San Diego, the the fight was going on, and like the fight was over, and the guy like raised his hand, like he acted like he was winning, and then the whole fucking crowd was cheering hysterically, and like the guy no, thought no. everybody was cheering for him, <laughs> and then <laughs> then and then everybody looks over, and you're walking I, in. I felt terrible, you know. It was it was when the it was in the third round of the fight. The fight's still on, and I walk <laughs> yeah, in, dude, and like everyone starts screaming, and I'm like. Touching people's hands and that as I walk in, touching people down. And then like, I get to my seat and I'm like, oh, it was our last that all them fighters are fighting and fucking people are screaming screaming for me. Whoa. And then literally the fighters are getting fucking the fight's getting made yeah. official yeah. and everyone starts singing, Oh party the bar. I'm just like I, I was sitting down at first thinking, Oh, I don't I don't want to make these fighters feel bad and then my managers went to me, What are you doing? You don't have to stand up, everyone's shouting your name it was like just got up. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's such a different take on it than uh, than I perceived it as. Like, like, yes, you make a valid point. It was an awful time to steal the moment of the fighters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was in like, the cage. I mean, they just fought three hours, four rounds. Yeah. But I never thought of that. All I could think, the only thing in my mind was, holy shit, this fucking guy, Patty the Batty, walks into the arena he's not on the screen you know like there's no way to be like you know it's one thing because the whole arena can see the screen so when they show someone in the stand the whole place will cheer but in this case patty was not on the screen he just walked into the building and because he was walking, that the whole fucking place starts chanting oh patty the bad and i'm thinking this kid is the biggest fucking star that we've seen in a long time, man, like out of the gate. And I had to go run over to <laughs> ask him for a photo, dude. And I totally did. And I posted it. And then we were DMing on Instagram. Yeah. He's the greatest. So we were both on uh, your episode of the Mike Tyson hot boxing podcast. Yeah. What a shit show that was. <laughs> Why you say that? I think that, uh, that guy, Mike Tyson's co-host for that episode like i don't think he's ever even watched a single fight ever like i mean it just, was he uh, asking some questions that he, he had like pre-prepared questions that were written down that it just felt kind of awkward that he was asking and then there was me i was just on one dude yeah you you was a he's an MMA aficionado, isn't he, Steve? Oh, that's yeah. he was. He, he watches was the, he watches the prelims, prelims. Yeah, <laughs> I did the fight pass prelims. Yeah. I don't miss a fight. But here's here's why I was so nuts, dude. Is that I got the surgery to get the hardware out of my collarbone the day before, and like I'm a clean and sober guy. Like I don't uh, do drugs and drink. For the last 14 years, I've not been as fucked up on drugs as I just somehow got off the general anesthesia from that oh, surgery. Oh, yeah, that fucking, that gets you, that. When I, I've had, I've had wrist surgery, I could probably go back on my phone and find it. But after my surgery one time, I'll, I'll never forget put, putting, doing this with my arm, putting the phone there and video, pressing video and going, and my arm just flopping, you know what I mean? <laughs> And I can remember being in bed. It was when I got this hand done, actually, because I've had three wrist surgeries, two on that one, one on this one. This was the latest one. I can remember lying in bed. And my the double bed I had in my mum's house, because this is when I was living in my mum's, was, it was quite low to the floor. And I can remember just, like, rolling over and just there and dumpf and being like, what the <coughs> fuck was that noise? And I couldn't feel it, but my hand was on the floor. Now, after general anaesthetic, you can't feel nothing in your arm. My arm was just on the floor. <laughs> just like, what the fuck? I had to pick my arm up and wow. put it back in bed and roll over. 
But like you don't don't feel it for like. It wasn't. It was like what you're describing is just like being able to feel your arm. I'm oh, talking yeah. about like it fucking flipped a switch on me that need not be flipped. Like it just turned me into a raving fucking out of control guy on drugs what did they give you I was about to say that was exactly my question what did they give you then I gotta (laughs) believe that it was just propofol standard issue general anesthesia which I've had time and time again I've had so many yeah it wasn't that then it was maybe they gave me more like maybe something maybe I just somehow reacted to it differently but but uh for all my procedures that I had general anesthesia, it's never done that to me. And I just went kind of bonkers and I couldn't sleep and I was all fucking acting crazy all night. And then like, I got to go do this tattoo in the morning. I still hadn't fucking slept. When I saw you at the Mike Tyson, I still hadn't slept. And I was still frankly out of my fucking mind. Like, uh, it was, yeah, you, you didn't look it. Yeah, that's what I was saying to him. I was ah. like, it's not, it wasn't. Like, I've never it didn't even it. look like you hadn't slept. Oh, well, how about that? Yeah, I was wondering what his whoop strap recovery was oh, when shit, he did I that. Got, oh, I want no hints of whoop the recovery on it though. Lad. Do you do you keep track of your? Yeah, lad, try to, but lad. God damn it, Dick! You uh, what what was your recovery last night when you woke up this morning? Do you know? It was it was pretty. It was all right. I only done one session yesterday, so me, I got it up for you know. Because sometimes I, it records me sleep wrong though and says I've woke up at this time and I, I know I've woke up earlier. I mean, yeah. I went to sleep earlier. You could change that, but I'm because I'm just curious about like you know your for last night, man. Eighty five percent. Eighty five is that normal? Um, that's high. Seventy the day before. Yeah, let me go back a bit. But like, dude, I slept really. Seven day before. I slept really well, and I'm fifty percent, and I don't get it because I'm like I had some. Oh yeah, you need to change it from on the sleep. You can change it to get by. So I've changed mine to get by. You've got yours on like the highest one. Where it wants you to have fucking crazy amounts of sleep. What do you mean? Where if you do like. You get by. It's got three different settings on the sleep, and get by is like the lowest one. It's just like get by on the amount of sleep. So oh. it has my uh, sleep as so like as like I don't need as much sleep. Know that's I mean? funny. You, you can know, change it because I if I still had it on that, I'd always be in red. I was I, I'm in therapy and the the therapist goes, you know, you're just the get by guy. <laughs> so when, you, when you said get by, I'm like, I don't want to just get by. On it. I'm saying, I'll try and get it up and show you it now. Damn, so excited to be putting on a brand new whoop strap. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's a game changer for my, like, recovery and health. When you're, like, training for a UFC fight, like, are your levels just off the yeah, charts? Yeah, just ridiculous. And, and like, like... I could go back and show you that, lads, some of, it, some of the fucking... That's what's so crazy about the whoop strap is that when you're doing the right thing, when you're taking care of yourself, when you're eating right, like, the numbers actually show you yeah. that you're taking care of yourself. Like my, um... Some days, like, I've been, like, 5,000 calories on it, and and, and what's your strain for a day like when you're working out for, 20, for a fight? 20, Really? You know I mean? Yeah. Fuck, dude. Gets yeah. High, like. Do you ever work out so hard like close to like bedtime that you can't sleep because your heart's just jacked? No, normally. I'll be honest. I normally get most of my sessions done in like the morning and the daytime. I yeah. try and get all my done before before the night. When you say a session, like that that can mean a lot of things, right? But yeah, every every morning I go to next gym, me, me gym back home and I same for two hours first. So I'll do 10, 10 till 12 or of a spa. Days when I spar, I go in a little bit early and it pads with one of my coaches, Alice. This is when you're not in a camp? Yeah, and when I'm in camp. Yeah, like I, camp or not camp? Yeah, you camp train. or not camp when I'm in the pool, I train every day. So you I mean? train year-round whether you're in a camp or yeah. not? Even when you've you've put on all the weight after your fight, you're still Yeah, still the same. Like I've, I've seen this morning at half nine in 5.40 around the corner. 
Yeah. Like even though I'm about 200 pounds, still going insane. You know what I mean? You're about 200 pounds. Yeah. Dude, that's so crazy. I had this idea, right? Because I've uh, just got addiction, fucking issues, and I like the first it was drugs. Well, I'm serious, like. I've been, I've, lad, I've I've had party days, you know what I mean, and like yeah. I've been bad then. And then I got into a bit of a gambling, and I was bad with that. And right. then I think now, lad, it's moved on to food. You know what I mean? I really, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not messing. I genuinely think I'm a food addict. Dude, I think like I've got that, a little yeah, bit. I've, I think I've got a bit of an eating disorder because of because of MMA. Really, well, because, because of the weight, the weight cuts, lad, the weight cuts, dieting, and that. I just. I really genuinely think I've had a bit of an eating disorder because that times like this now I just will see it later because we're going to watch the UFC later tonight yeah if there's food in there you just be like she's still eating you know what I mean people like when they go and eat with me they're like yeah. they're like f- visibly shocked at yeah. how much I can eat what's your favourite cheat meal I like to get asked this all the time and I can't I can't say one food it's like because uh, I love that many food I love pizzas burgers right. wings Thai food uh, Chinese food let me ask you advice on this I just dropped like 30 pounds yeah. and, I, and I'm having a hard time cutting 10 pounds how do you cut weight so fast for a fight because like, the first bit is the easiest bit that's what it's like for me lad. everyone says oh these fuckers I do I go up to like 200 pounds like last time I start 7 weeks out so 7 weeks out the Monday 7 weeks out I was 88.8 kilo last time basically 89 that's like what 196, 197, something along them lines. And I was like five weeks later, six weeks later, I was like 78 points, something. You know what I mean? I'd lost like 10 kilo in like five wow. weeks. And then by fight week, I get to like 75, 70, 76. And then I have to cut the five kilo, which is nothing. You know Ten, I mean? it's, it's nothing to cut 10 11 pounds. pounds is nothing. How do you? Uh, what do you do? After, in the past, you've probably you've definitely seen the video of me being sick in the cage, vomiting in the cage. Wow, I've not. I've seen not that. seen it, but Jesus Christ, I've thought everyone's seen that. <laughs> that went viral years ago. I defended me belt on cage where he's against Julian Rosa, someone who you'll know. Um, I defended me belt against him. It was a close fight, to be honest. If it was the new judging system now, I probably would have lost the fight because it was still the old judging system. I definitely won the first three rounds with like control and that. But then I gassed bad because I'd done nineteen pounds overnight to make one forty five. Nineteen pounds overnight? Yeah. And it was like yeah, it's so funny that when I when I asked uh, on the Mike Tyson podcast, where I said something about uh, how I asked Chuck Liddell, has anybody ever donated a pint of blood to make weight? And he says, "That's a good idea." Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, how much does a pint of blood weigh? Sixteen ounces is a pint, so yeah. that's a that's a full fucking pound. And then I was thinking last night, I wonder if you could uh, take out the blood and then just put it back in. That's blood doping, though, isn't it? But is it? Yeah. That's what that's classed as blood doping. Ah, Did you see okay. what happened to me boy, Paolo Costa, the other day? Dude, what he I... He fucking s- knocked on his door at 6am or 7am before his wake, while his wake cut and weight and fucking took blood. It's cheeky, that man. Well... <laughs> I'd be telling him, fuck. I <laughs> mean... He then, was weighing pretty heavy, like, pretty close to his fight, but right? But he, here's the thing. I saw that he made weight 185.5, yeah. which is, like, even, like, you know... Like Half a pound, right? yeah. I mean, it's totally illegal if it's not a championship bout, but he's, uh made weight but the thing was I saw him on the scale he looked like unhealthy to like 185 is I, I mean, don't think he looked that I don't think he looked bad I mean I love I have slad 
But yeah, like, I just don't think he's a natural middleweight. Is like, have you ever? Like, if you found some some pictures from my weight cut years ago? Yeah, that's true too. I looked terrible, lad. Like eyes drawn in my head. But like, our our gym and our team have learnt mistake m- mistakes from our past. Know what I mean? Me and Molly and a few of the older people in the gym have have done the bad weight cuts to realise what we need to do. So none of the younger ones do that now. Yeah. Now you look good on your on your way in. No, nowadays it's easy, lad. As I say, I, I'm mentally strong enough to do fucking twenty five pound if I need to. But wow. so eleven pounds or nothing. <laughs> you're, you're epic, man. So what, what I was gonna say is that I'm I'm a food addict too, right? Like I that got in real trouble with sugar, and and I I got like fatter than I've ever been, and then I finally just buckled down and got in a food program, and I thought like I'd lost so much weight, I got like way skinnier. But my fucking scale told me I'm still 179 pounds, and I thought there's no fucking way my scale's wrong. I have to buy a new I scale. Mm-hmm. I gotta buy a new scale. So then I thought last night, well, fuck, we're gonna be with Patty tomorrow. And my experience with him at Mike Tyson's podcast was just like he's not the kind of guy that gets offended or sensitive. Like he just doesn't give a fuck. And I was like, I want to buy a new scale anyway. So what if I buy a brand new scale on the way to go meet Patty and? And see if he wants to hop on it. Let's do it. It's right here. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he says, I don't give a fuck. I knew he wouldn't. Well, you want to film that? This is our way of going for a, a viral MMA fucking well, media moment. I'd well, hold say, on. What do you think you are right now? I'm saying I didn't eat. I didn't eat that much yesterday, lad, to be honest. So I only I had a, it was a fucking big ass portion. The portions here are just ridiculous, aren't they? Yeah. It's a big ass portion <laughs> of a, a pad thai. Big ass portion of pad thai, and what the, we we had a few starters and that as well. But yeah, I'll get on these now. Yeah, you just you just, just need to stand on them. Yep. Maybe empty your pockets. Let's no, these, these these are a bit weighty. These shorts, but they're not that weighty. I've took my watch off. What do you think you are? I think we've got the attention of the mixed martial arts community right now. And can I point out to the dedicated listeners of the Wild Ride Podcast? the different people we've had on who are raving about their whoop band. I mean, people from Burt Kreischer, Patty the Batty, like, it's insane how awesome the whoop band is and how awesome the people are who love it. And I'm telling you, man, like today, I know how many calories I burned while skateboarding in Halifax, Nova Scotia. I also know that um, I, I did some good work building aerobic fitness and strength. Spent 25 minutes at 70 to 80% of my maximum heart rate. Of course, that's four, four minutes less than I typically spend while skateboarding. Dude, what doesn't my whoop band tell me? It tells me that I could have recovered a little better, but what do you expect, man? I woke up in Newfoundland. I had to fly to get to Halifax and flew private. First time I ever paid for flying private. So we flew on a 1976 prop plane because that was the cheapest. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I just can't tell you enough how much I love all the insight I get from my whoop band. How my sleep is, you know. I could have slept more last night, but... 26.4% 26.4% of the time was spent in REM sleep. That might indicate that my body is making up for not getting enough REM sleep recently. Dude, it just goes 
on and on the insights from my Whoop band. It's the most sophisticated fitness tracking device known to man. All the coolest people use it. And if you go to whoop.com, that's W-H-O-O-P.com and use the promo code Stevo, not only will you get 15% off at checkout on your membership, but you get the waterproof Whoop 4.0 band absolutely free. I mean, come on. The waterproof charger slides right on so you never have to take the band off. I mean, what's it going to take to get you to care about your fitness, to get you to finally jump on the Whoop train? I think this is it. This is your calling. So go to whoop.com. Use the promo code Stevo for 15% off at checkout. Now let's see how much Patty weighed. 206.6. But he's got clothes on. Right. Oh, dude, that's him. Dude, that's like really cool. I mean, he was saying, dude, you're going to do that. Like, you can't, you can't ask him to get on a scale. And I was like, you know, I don't think it would be <laughs> I, like. Actually, I weighed myself before in 540. I was 202. So they are a bit heavy. Well, I it's mean, probably you got shit because, because like you know, I've got clothes on and that. These are a bit heavy. These shorts, but I haven't got nothing really in me pockets. Like, know what I mean? And then, but you just ate. You probably drink water. That counts. Oh yeah, I've drank a liter of water, didn't I? But I did. I used to like try to like weigh myself and then like uh, no, yeah, like, eat, like, eat, like I always say you can't you can't weigh yourself any other time apart from first thing in the morning. Yeah. Right. If you're a fighter anyway, know what I mean? We don't right. weigh ourselves apart from any other time. As first thing in the morning. But how do you lose? Like I reckon if I got on the scales in the night, like if I had gone on the scales, them scales tonight after we've went the net and fucking watched the UFC. Two oh nine. Two ten easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I become pretty That's obsessive just, with like, like weight. I get bloated, lad. Like I sit there when I get bloated. Someone was meant. You said to me the other day. Uh, who was it? I don't know if it was Graham. It was someone anyway, my manager or someone. Dude, he's, he's an impressive dude, yeah, Graham. He's cool as fuck. He is man. professional as fuck, yeah. dude. I am so impressed by that dude. When I uh, when I like get a full belly and eat me food, I do I just sit there and let me belly pure bloats. I just sit there doing that. Like it comes pure out, lad. I just sit there doing that, rubbing it. And someone said to me, I don't know who it was, was it Graham or someone? Saying uh, when he when he sits there and gets full, he starts rubbing his belly like it's an old friend he's missed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's epic. So uh, is is Darren Till part of your gym? No, no, he trains in a different gym. Right, there's, there's another gym in there. There's a few gyms in Liverpool, to be honest. Liverpool's been like one of the main MMA gyms since day one. Is that uh, Leon Edwards is from Birmingham? Birmingham, yeah. yeah. Liverpool's the I birthplace like of the Edwards. Beatles. Yeah. I, I went to that Beatles pub when I was last time I was there. The cavern. Uh huh. Yeah. I was in there a couple of months ago watching my friend, friend in there, Jamie. Yeah. Must be a crazy experience, like growing up there and then being able to play there. Like fuck, I made oh, it. Oh yeah, for, for Jamie, lad, it's brilliant. But he's traveling everywhere now. Jamie Webster, his name is lad. His music's unbelievable. Nice. Mm. So you got your own podcast? Yeah. Let's promote it. What, like uh, uh, that's what I mean. Most Americans don't really understand it. It's called Chat and Pony with Paddy the Baddy, but. You just don't really know what pony stands for, do you? What does it stand for? Shit. Okay, there you so go. Yeah, shit yeah. and shit. Why are they called the pony? Just say by ours if you need a shit or going for a pony. Well, I mean, <laughs> if it, like, there's got to be a podcast called Talking Shit with some, you know. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? So I just thought, but I always say it, I'll stop chatting pony, not. 
All right. People are just talking shit. I mean, d- d- I think that the problem probably goes a little bit further than people being able to understand the title of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Probably those... more that they just can't understand shit that's said on yeah, it, period. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people can't understand me. When, well, I'm in a, when I'm in America, I have to slow down. I'm doing a pretty good job of understanding everything that you're saying. But you grew up in London, so like you I have gr- a- I grew up in England, I did. For, for at least more in England than anywhere else. In London, yeah. In London, about. yeah. Um, well, I was born in Wimbledon. Uh, I lived near Camden Town. Yeah. I went to um, the American school in London. In There's St. an American Johnswood. school in London, yeah. There's an American school, and it's like a super privileged school. <laughs> like it's like it's like we date like eighty percent of my senior graduating class went to Ivy League schools. Like, that, like Harvard and stuff. Yeah, Harvard and stuff. Hundred yeah. percent. And you were the twenty percent that I was a loser for going to the University of Miami. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a loser at the university. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, dude, it's just so crazy, man. And um. I was just truly impressed. I brought up Darren Till because I was just like, we were talking about Liverpool and I was, I say, oh, on the Mike Tyson podcast, I'm like, oh, Darren Till's been stepping out of line because I saw something about he leaked Ariel Hawani's cell number and like, then somebody else was bitching about something about Darren Till and uh, Patty's just like, no. Nah. Like, I'm back and down. I'm bad. That's what he said. See, I'm he back said, and down. I'm back and down. And it was just so rad. And and like and I was like, you know what? I'm back and down too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. From, it's from by Aslad. Yeah, I don't else. have. I don't have any. Uh, Fuck Ariel. Fuck whoever else it was. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any particular gripe. Well, you know, one thing about Darren, like where he's like, like his whole mantra was like, I I am the best fighter in the planet. You know, I'm the, you know, and I just felt like he kind of said that a lot. You know, like. He, just, he got rushed that time, you know what I mean? He yeah. Should have took it a bit slower. You know what I mean? That's what you were saying your plan is. is yeah, to I'm, take not, I'm in no rush, lad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not in no rush at all. I loved your uh, reaction when I asked you, you what you thought of Sean O'Malley and, and uh, Piotr Jan. And he said it's win-win for O'Malley. Yeah, it is. It's a win-win for O'Malley because no one, no one expects him to win. You know what I mean? No one. And it's someone in the division that you know is going to stand with him for five rounds, if it's a five-round fight. You know what I mean? Or three rounds, whatever it is. You know, for a fact, Peter Jan's going to stand with him for yeah, three shit. rounds. Yeah, shit. That one feels like it should be a five-rounder, yeah, but, it, but it probably won't wouldn't be. Wouldn't surprise me if it was, to be honest. Because you know Jan can go five, but they might even want to do that with Sean. But he'll be ready to go five. Like I'm ready to go five. Everyone, every fighter is. Yeah. Right. You, you have no fight on the schedule at the moment, is that right? No, no fight on the schedule. But I've got my eyes set on the December tenth card. It's got me uh, excited to be honest. I've been excited in a long time. But if you're sharing the octagon the same night as John Jones, you're gonna be excited, aren't you? Yeah, dude. Yeah, John that- Jones sat in that same seat while I was sitting in this seat. But John Jones for me is the goat, lad. Dude, you gotta give it to him. I remember watching that fight live when he got DQ'd. I was just like, whoa, what's he being DQ'd for? Well, with the elbow, uh, 12 yeah, o'clock never elbow. Yeah, DQ'd. That needs overturning just so he's got an all on his record because he, he's the man John Jones of. He He's, a, he's a, a definitely complex individual. Yeah, he is. <laughs> That's what I mean. That's another thing. Like, obviously, <clears throat> people can say this and that about him, but laddie was out partying sniffing a week before title defences and then just landing in the octagon and finishing people 
Dude, if I all the, uh, That's a gangster right there. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, out of all the people we've hung out with, like, dude, I had the best time hanging out at John Jones's house for that those couple days. Like, yeah. dude, he's just so accommodating. He's like yeah. a little kid. He's bringing out drones and like, dude, here, put this on. And you're like flying yeah. a drone. All like, he he was. I miss. Like uh, hanging out with John Jones. Yeah, man. that's what I mean. I, I, I'm looking forward to like being on the same cards, and that's something that does excite me. Being on the same card as Jones. Yeah. Do you know who you, 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 you who do you want to fight? I don't give a fuck. Anybody? I said yeah. that like people ask me who do you want to fight, and I say I'm, I don't need to say any any name. Yeah. It's that simple. I don't need to mention anyone you just by fight. name it's, because it's really... people talk about me. Like people are just mentioning me left, right, and centre in an interview. Like people who aren't my weight. Talking about me to try and get seeing some midget saying, "Oh, I'll come up to featherweight and fight him." Why would I? Why would I go down to featherweight to fight some no one? You know what I mean? Yeah, unbelievable. And and I think I, I don't know that I've ever heard a fighter say like at a public level, "I don't care who I fight. I just don't want to fight a ranked opponent like that." You know, there's no point. Yeah, I'm not in no rush. Yeah, as I say, there's no points in. Jumping right off me like, yeah, I want to fight him. I want to fight him. Lightweight, it doesn't work like that. Right. Other divisions, you can do it, lad. Because other divisions aren't shark tanks. But this division is a crazy shark tank, lad. As yeah. I was saying the other day, it should have a top thirty. Never mind a top fifteen. Other divisions can just about eke out the top fifteen and fifteen to ten are half snide. But the top fifteen of lightweight is top. Top-notch fighters. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, uh, Shark Tank is a good way to put it. Um, You you say you spent a lot of time in San Diego. Yeah, this is like me second home. This is me home from home, and I'm went away from Liverpool, especially if I'm in the states. I'm generally in in um, in San Diego, a Wales vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what's Wales vagina? That's on uh, the Anchorman. Anchorman. Never seen Anchorman. I have. I just said San Diego's. But he goes, goes, uh, San Diego, a whale's vagina. (laughs) And she just goes, no, it's not. No, no, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. I I love it. Um, So, uh, to your second home, so how much time out of the year are you going to be here? Uh, Well, like, I came out for the first time last year, and after my first fight, after my debut, I I got here on, like, Halloween and was here till, like, the end of November. And then I came out in the start of April and went home on, like, mid-May. And then again, I've came on the. Okay, I got to San Diego about two weeks ago or something, and I'm here for another two weeks, something like that. All right, it's definitely a fun place to be. Oh, man. it's quality. We always get the weather like that's yeah. something that I've only heard of in the UK, lad. Just getting the weather like this. It's like this all year long. That's what I mean. It's like the, I've been here when it's like it rained, but back home I wouldn't call it rain. But everyone here was like, "Oh, it's, it's raining! It's raining!" I'm like, Chiseling. "This isn't rain. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Rain? This isn't rain!" And they're like, "Oh, it's raining!" Like people are like, "Oh, I'm just gonna wait till the rain goes off and not drive." You're like, "We drive in torrential storms back home. Get out there and get in your car." Sure, <laughs> yeah. that's mad. But I'd love to live in. I'd love to live in like conditions like this. Yeah. Can, can you see yourself moving here? I don't know. Maybe after I retire, the sun. But yeah. I've got me. My family, my gym, my team back home, know what I mean? Um, obviously, yeah. my fiance, we've still got both got our mums and dads, and I've got nieces and nephews, so is she now, obviously. So, 
Yeah, dude. I'd want to move my whole family over here, lad, if I came over. But at the same time, I want my kids to be proper Mickeys, lad. I want my kids to be Scousers. Mickey is Scouters. I don't know. Scousers. Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Scouse. Okay, is that like a little bit of Cockney ramen slang for it? <laughs> is, is that a, a, a Scouser? So no, someone from Scouse, Liverpool. Yeah, someone from Liverpool, a Scouser. Oh, okay. I asked Michael Bisbing that question too. Uh -huh. I want my kids to be Scousers, lad. Right. Did you uh, see that Michael Bisping documentary? Yeah, no, mad that you say that. I watched it on the way here. On the flight? Yeah. Dude, I fucking, we flew to Hawaii a couple months ago, and uh, I watched it on the flight. Yeah, I watched it on the way here from Chicago. I, I was like, dude, thank you for making that flight yeah. so enjoyable. It was funny, because me, me, the missus was asleep, and she she like woke up like half an hour, 40 minutes in, and got, the, got one of my earphones off me, and started watching it, and then like, I... At about half an hour ago, she she went. Is he got one eye? Yeah. I went. Whoa! It's like, are you messing? Know what I mean? How did you not know Bisbane had one eye? Like it's well documented. Oh, I didn't know. Dude, I didn't we know. had him on the podcast. Yeah. He took out his eye for us. Nutter. So we need. I told her to watch like the start of the documentary. When we landed, she texted her mum. Oh, what's the Bisbane documentary? Did you know we had one eye? And she was like, Yeah, I knew we had one eye. <laughs> and this is me bird's mum. Know what I mean? He was like, like fifty something. Oh, dude, speaking of which, Scott's brother is like not even remotely a UFC fan, and tell I told him that we we had you on the podcast today, and he was like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" <laughs> and I was like, "You watch UFC?" He's like, "No, dude, the guy's all over social media." <laughs> I mean, dude, you're bigger than fucking MMA. Like, it's it's like you you uh, what do you call it? Transcend the fucking MMA. It's funny that you say that. That's what I've always said I was gonna do. Know what I mean? And I'm gonna continue to do it. I've I know I am, lad. I've seen this in my future for years. Dude, like when I, I first started, it. I always said I'm gonna be in the UFC. Like even before, like I started fighting MMA. I don't know. I might have even said it before I trained. Because I can remember, I used to be a proper little gimp. I can remember doing these videos on YouTube, uh, UFC prediction videos. Okay. Before I ever started MMA, I was just putting them on YouTube. I can remember I started speaking to a fella through it, and he messaged me like a year ago. And like out of the blue, it was a fella who I spoke to like 12 years ago, messaged me out of the blue saying, oh, great to actually see you in the UFC after saying for all them years you were going to be. Know what I mean? It's just someone That's that I spoke great. to on YouTube when mm -hmm. I was like 14. It was mad. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Yeah, my, my, my brother was like all stoked. He texted me a couple questions to ask and he was like, dude, you got to ask him, who's bigger pussies, English or Americans? <laughs> I don't know. I, probably, probably both pussies in different kind of ways. To be right. honest, it's kind mm. of say like who's bigger assholes. Like there's yeah, like, there's different types I, of assholes. There's assholes. <laughs> yeah, there's like all every, different types yeah. of assholes. It, like people are gonna be pussies everywhere. Yeah, they are. So, like like there's nowhere that's not gonna have pussies. Yeah, but I feel like in England, assholes. like you, like you grew, like did you grow up fighting? Like I mean, in grade school and high school. A little bit, like I don't know what I mean. I had a few fights in first year senior school when I was like eleven. But it's, it's, like, it's not like the movie like Soccer Hooligan where I'm, you guys that's just lad, fucking. Everyone always asks me about that, you know. But lad, that doesn't happen no more. That used to happen in the eights, bad in the seventies, eighties, nineties, and then. I think England's like the most CCTV country in the world, lad. Yeah, pay like square square mile. I think Liverpool could be the one of the highest pay square mile CCTV in the city in the world. Lad, the amount of CCTV in the UK is ridiculous. Yeah. And then they brought mandatory sentences in for oh. if you're fighting at a football match. So like if you get caught fighting on the street with someone, 
You might get a six-month sentence tops. You know what I mean? But it's not like you're like walking around flip phones like they're all they're there, dude. Yeah. You're just walking but in mobs. If you get caught fighting at a football match, you get a five-year sentence mandatory. Really? Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, that did get a little bit out yeah, of the end. They just, <laughs> <knuckle>. <laughs> they just part of putting every sentences out and no one. Dude, yeah. so they don't find that anymore at all. What's so funny, man, when I was uh, attending my little fucking rich kid school in fucking uh, St. John's Wood, the American school in London, <laughs> like literally a fucking block or two down the road from there was like a properly hard fucking scary British public school called Quentin Kiniston and they used to beat us up all the time really? <laughs> like it was so funny dude don't go near there there was like oh it's a QK oh no <laughs> you know and we would get mugged all the time too like uh you got mugged I did get mugged all the time and it was so <laughs> crazy mugged all the time like, dude, like I it's like I, a traumatic experience I know it happened all yeah. the time and, and it wasn't it it, it, it didn't happen all the time, but I got mugged at least three times properly. And by properly, I mean... Knife point or... I got a knife in my pocket. Give me gizzy watch. <laughs> you heard something like that? Like, uh, that that happened. Like, but it was either I have a knife or, like, yeah, like, give me that skateboard or I'm going to fucking beat, beat you up right now. And you just gave him the skateboard. I fucking did not They fucking gave him the skateboard. You should have up and went to give it to him and then smacked <laughs> him over the face with it. That's what I'm saying. I, Americans might be a little bit bigger did, pussies. Dude, took my skateboard and then made me buy it back from him. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, now give me all your money. You can have your board back. How much did you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That's mean, heavy shit, that lad. How old is it? About 14? I mean, yeah, He's like... He's like 23. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like... I, I'm thinking I was like 13, maybe 14. I feel like you've never told that story before. I've never dude. told. I've never admitted that to another living soul. <laughs> <laughs> That's heavy, R- dude. London is rough, though. Certain parts of London can be very rough. Yeah, and especially because we would go around skateboarding, and like our like the skate spots are not necessarily in nice parts, but we would just love skateboarding. We want to go ride that, mm. and so that puts us where the fucking guys are. That 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 hat's cool. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. yeah my favorite hat. I'm one of them. One time I got mugged. <laughs> one time. I mean, that's like a life changing event. It's happened like seven times. I know, but, this the, team. but the stakes are like kind of lower. Like they don't have like the guns. You know, now they're starting to have guns in England. Though, oh right? yeah, there's people. Someone got shot the other week by ours. You know what I mean? It's there's more guns now, but it's it's knives, lad. That's the problem in the UK. You know what I mean? There was a an 11 year old girl or something got stabbed in the neck and at the city centre last year might have been this year lad it's just some of the stuff you hear about there's people getting stabbed left right and centre <coughs> London and Birmingham are, are worse for it you hear a lot, a lot about it in London and Birmingham people getting stabbed but obviously it's not as it's not as bad as guns yeah you've got to be this close to someone to actually stab them you know what I mean right. can't just stand from six miles away with a sniper and shoot them on the head Dude, America with the fucking guns, man. I, Them AR-15s, lad. Yeah. Stay away from me. Yeah. <laughs> not, it's not rad. Um, is uh, Peaky Blinders, that was a Liverpool? No, Start- that's Birmingham. It's oh. it's based in Birmingham. It's set in Birmingham, but they film in Liverpool because the docks and stuff. Okay. But Did you see Birmingham. the latest season? Uh, I, I haven't, haven't been. It, I haven't no. finished it yet, but I'm like savoring it. You know, like I only like break off a little chunk at a time because I know. Like, Peaky Blind, this is good, but I think Americans love it more than yeah, the, of course. the UK. Oh yeah, I mean? 
shit I did then I'm, I'm busted out I will admit my favourite ones like The Wire The Sopranos oh, Game yeah. of Thrones you know what I mean I'll give you Game like, of Thrones but I couldn't get into The Wire Sopranos the wire, is, the wire is good The Wire got voted like top the best number one top ten series of all time I, I'm, I love Peaky Blinders way no. more I couldn't even get I've got a good one for you it's another good one that I like called Love Hate it's Irish it's an oh, Irish wow, series okay. like five series of it fucking quality it's like a hopeless romantic flick oh, that, it's, it's a belt it's proper gang gang shit what's it called Love Hate I'm down for that it's let, sick let, it's got Littlefinger in out of Game of Thrones okay he's one of the uh, like the fucking okay the gangsters in it yeah, Please love hate, huh? Yeah, I'll look it up. Is that something that we got to use our Nord VPN to like tell Log into our, Ireland? Like, uh, I don't know. It was on years ago. All right, where years and years ago though? Was it on TV or on? Um, yeah, it was on TV. Like I had it on. I watched it on like DVD. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, yeah that's right. It's probably somewhere. <laughs> Tell us about Molly, dude, because like you, you guys are just such the raddest duo, and that, you know, like yeah, she's great, lad. She's a nutter. I oh, really yeah. get a kick out of you guys together. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, like for the last, you know, all three of your fights, she yeah, all three of my fights, we fought on the same card. So next one's gonna be a little bit different, as we're gonna be on different cards. She's in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, she's in MSG. And I'm going to be like a month later. Yeah, I, just, I just feel like, maybe, maybe I'm tripping, but I feel like <clears throat> Molly was in the UFC before you and kind of under the radar, like not really. And then once you came in, you elevated her where it's like just this fucking phenomenon of you guys together. And, and she's just become such a more like charismatic, seemingly. She's yeah. shining. She's shining so much. Yeah, like, she with is. You. Like has something we've said before like she's done all her hard work in the UFC you know what I mean where she had six before I got signed she had six fights won three lost three you know what I mean like she got signed when she was like six or seven and one you know what I mean so she had to do her learning on the job She only, I think she only had like three amateur fights as well you know what I mean yeah she had to do her learning on the job in the UFC that way but she had to do what on the job a learning on the job oh a learning you know I mean? on the job gotcha she had to do her all that in the UFC where different for men's MMA like I don't mind outside the UFC I don't know my hard work right. outside the UFC and I had all mental battles and that I had to get through outside the UFC and I'm so happy that they happened back then now because I wouldn't be coping with everything now that way as good yeah. as I do you know what I mean and I don't want to be saying anything disparaging about Molly before you got to the UFC yeah. but there's just been this explosion. oh yeah I know everyone said it to us she said it herself you know yeah. I mean? like she always said it like she had a one of our ex-teammates was on cards with her in the past and she just like he, I can remember her saying it to me in the apex like she said to me fight week as well like the day before the weigh-in when we're sitting there watching food challenges just sitting there both starving watching food challenges just like oh it's just di-. she's just like oh it's just different when it's with you pad and the same again when we was in the apex before we went to walk out she was like I know I know we're gonna go out there and kill it I know we are I was like I just know because it's me and you and yeah. Ever since then, we've both been just going out there and killing it. She's just evidently. You both are just having so much fun. Yeah, we are. Yeah, and, and it's 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 infectious, man. It, like yeah. it, like it just it's it, it's like fucking contagious joy. And and I just want to see you guys keep killing it. I love what she said too that she's uh she's not ready for Valentina Shevchenko, but she's ready for the sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty hilarious yeah. call out. That was funny, though. Yeah. 
Like uh, I'll get, I'll, I'll be, I'll be ready for Valentina. But right now, just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's great. You you brought you you touched on the surface of mental health, and you had uh, issues outside the ring, and you, you're glad you cured them. And, and and I think a lot of people listening have those same issues, but like nobody gets help. Correction, Scott. All kinds of people get help, and thankfully, plenty more can get help now because this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp, which is an online therapy service that allows you to link up with qualified therapists to get you the help that you need. And I could not be more thrilled to be in therapy. I think I talk about it at length in this episode with Patty the Batty. And I encourage you guys to try it out too. Because, I mean, you, you maintain your car, right? You want to maintain your body. Why wouldn't you want to maintain your mind? Because, I mean, like Patty says, dude, like he'd rather go to, he'd rather have his, his mate crying on his shoulder than go to his mate's funeral next week. Man, it's powerful stuff. And guys need to speak up, like Patty says. And the best way to speak up is with a qualified therapist, which you can find at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com. And if you go to betterhelp.com slash Stevo, you get 10% off your first month. So it's a win-win for the listeners of the Wild Ride podcast. And man, I really genuinely hope that you guys jump on this deal so that you can speak up about what's bothering you because man, it just makes you happier. It makes me happier. Man, I'm doing therapy every single week and I love it. So one more time, go to betterhelp.com slash Stevo to try out this therapy and 10% off your first month. Yeah, dude. Now, let's get back to it. How did you like solve those problems before? Because well, I'm, right. I'm in the same situation too. And like, I, I'm, I'm diving deep and like, uh, you know, yesterday on the drive down here, I had a panic attack. And uh, it's just like, I called my therapist and she's like, dude, you, you're like so fucking exposed to the roots that like things are starting to come up. And so like, you know, just how did you, how did you kind of like fix those and like because you knew you're going to become famous yeah and so it's like you got to kind of put the the cage around the you know before you blew up when i was when i was younger like it's mad because like even when i was an amateur i caused a big ruckus you know what i mean when i was an amateur when i was 16 i put a post on cage warriors forum um that cage warriors big show in the uk and the other And they had a forum on there, like the Share Dog one, you know what I mean, years ago. Mm-hmm. And I put a post on the amateur forum when I was like four and oh, five and oh amateur, saying, I am the best amateur bantamweight in the country. Does anyone dispute this? So people were putting names on this list. I was just beating them. So from that young age, at like 16, when I put that up, I've started getting used to like getting abuse. You know what I mean? Because like people are like, oh, these shit, this, that, blah, blah. And like this is even like Facebook was going and that. So like obviously it went on to there. And like I got I built a bit of a reputation when I was an amateur. I went nah and no. And um and then I went pro. Went free and pro and then got signed to Cage Warriors. Like I went pro when I was seventeen because I had no one left to fight. So I was two and oh by the time I turned eighteen, one another fight got signed to Cage Warriors. And then like I was getting built up then as like a big thing. I won my first Cage Warriors fight and then I lost my next fight. Obviously, my head was a bit shocked then, but I was only a kid, so it was like, oh, it's sad. You know what I mean? I'm only 18. Crack on, crack on. 
went on a fucking uh, fight win streak lad won the cage or he is featherweight belt and uh, start having to do proper crazy weight cuts 145's killing me and I lose a close fight for the belt after that fight me I didn't fight for like 10 months I was like I, I sulk and flip when I lose a game of cards you know what I mean so I can always so, and I've not prepared I've not prepared for not put hours and hours of practice into but <clears> when I come when I, if I like losing a fight it affects me in a big way you know what I mean like so you're saying you won the belt in I won the belt at featherweight and then ended up losing it and, and that's when you and didn't then, fight no that, that, I didn't fight for 10 months then but like I didn't get down as bad as I did after the next one you know what I mean I was down I can remember crying a lot then I'm an emotional guy lad I cry sure. I cry at commercials on the telly you know yeah. what I mean yeah. I, I swear lad I'll cry at anything you know what I mean I, I, cry, I cry at Cirque du Soleil shows yeah, you know what I mean I'll cry at yeah. I'm like the Laura will look at me and go are you crying I'm yeah like, shut up you know yeah. what I mean but um I cried during the notebook a lot yeah like after <laughs> after the like I lost the featherweight belt I was like oh down on the dumb she ended up moving up to feather, to moving up to lightweight I won by flying triangle. I was like, oh yeah, everything's back. Everything's back. I mean, everything's back to normal. Everything's back to the way it was. No need to worry anymore. And then my next fight, lad. Well, I broke my hand in the lead up to that fight. I broke my scaphoid bone in the lead up to the Savidas fight. Fought, went to America for four weeks, trained, come back. And I remember my mum and dad reliving the, the wedding vows and then getting my wrist looked on them saying, yeah, your hands, you've got a broken bone in your hand. And they made me get surgery before my fight so I had surgery 12 weeks before the fall for the lightweight belt and I got the wires stuck out my hand 6 weeks before the fight The fight, and never forget it I'm taking the wires out my hand and I'm sitting there going yeah I'm fighting in 6 weeks and the all just went you know it's like ah, I mean I've been training for and they're like no you're not I was like wow, nah I am they brought like 3 doctors in to sit me down and talk dude, to me so when you but, get away that just doesn't add up to me 12 weeks and then you got your wires taken out the, 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 the hardware is supposed to be in there for a minimum of an entire year before it comes out right like yeah no with this one it was just like wire, like little wires were in there and you just like pulled the wires out and like keeping them uh, in place maybe that's different than hardware yeah. that's screwed into bones yeah no and then the next time I had like I had like bolts the next time and that was yeah. like that one again no one in the UK was only like 8 weeks but fucking went into that fight nearly choked them out in the first round but because my arm was that weak I didn't I couldn't get the squeeze on the rear and I could choke no because it just didn't have the strength the other hand did fucking the squeeze couldn't get it next round I hit him broke my hand ended up losing a close decision and then after that fight lad because like even though I had a broken hand lad I'd put everything into the build up to it you know what I mean I'd, I'd train my ass off and that and I can just remember we went back to like the apartment we were staying and so we made to a up party you know what I mean where they'd been up anyway fucking and I just went to bed I'm just sitting there crying and then most I think nearly every morning for the next six weeks or something I woke up crying because the missus would go to work and when she'd go to work I'd just normally I'd roll over and just go to sleep you know what I mean but after that fight lad I'd just I'd wake up and it'd just like be like wow well, yeah you lost that fight your kitty is over you finished and I'd just start crying <coughs> but you but you fixed it yeah I had to you know what I mean like for a few months I was bad lad for I a few months but how, how did you fix it I don't know that you fix it I think that the like you but you said, had better coping yeah, skills yeah what it was like I, I didn't tell anyone I thought oh no I'm a like 
all the macho shit, lad. I'm a fighter. Yeah. I shouldn't have to go to my fiance or my mum or dad or my friends or my teammates. I shouldn't have to put this burden on them. You know what I mean? So you talk to somebody about so, it. So yeah, for for about two months, I was bad, lad. I was just crying all the time and just never in a good mood, and that's just not me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not like that. I'm always, even when I'm not in a good mood, I've generally got a smile on my face. And when's the last time you lost a fight? That fight. Okay, that so, fight so we're not necessarily out of the woods. No, we're we not. Like, <laughs> you never know. But, uh, but as yeah. you say, it was it was actually speaking to people. Cause yeah. I, someone's I seen something or someone said to me, "Get it off your chest." That helps. I think it was my boxing coach, Chris, actually. Right, and like and he man. was the first person I spoke to about it, and then I started speaking to other people, and it, it was it was weird. It's literally like someone does pull a fucking fifty kilo weight off your chest. We're only and as it, sick as our secrets. Yeah, literally, they they, they drag you down, lad. Yeah, they drag you down, bad. Yeah, for sure. Spe- yeah. speaking up about stuff that bothers you is, saves my ass. Yeah, all the time. Definitely. Yeah, you don't have to tell. You know everybody everything, but you should tell one you person. You tighten it, group. The yeah. ones, the tight knit group, the ones that you know love you and you love them. Because that's what I mean. When I when I did win that belt when I was twenty one, I'd I had made you definitely had this in the past. Made your Klingons, people you think are friends, just with you. Should we mm-hmm. call them Klingons? You know what I mean? Just hanging off your coattails, just with you to get into nightclubs and to yeah be part of these mates. You know what I mean? Shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> and at the time when you're with them your actual mates and your fiance and you're like what are you doing and your, your teammates in the gym like what are you doing with them sort of shit I'm like oh the sound lad what are you about? know what I mean the sound and then a, a year passes or whatever passes and you're like fucking hell they were right weren't they they were just when you lose a fight and then you're not getting messages or you've lent someone money or you fucking don't know and they just don't want to get back on you and just like yeah it's sound you realise who the real ones are lad and that's why I'm so happy that happened when I was 21, when I was younger, when For I won sure. the world title on Cage Warriors. <clears throat> because back then I got the opportunity, when I won the belt, I could have just went straight to the UFC and I would have had all them Klingons by, by my side. But I'm glad I never went to the UFC and I've defended the belt and then lost it after I defended it. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had all the life lessons I've got now. Yeah, yeah. dude. That's fantastic. Do you, do you still have a better... Uh, we were still working with better help, right? Yeah. yeah. That's... Uh, yeah, we 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 do. The therapy's crucial. Um, so I mean, there's just no funding for it. I know there's none in the UK, and it would be surprising if there was any for it in the US. You know what I mean? Like men's me- mental health. There's no funding for it in the UK at all. There's no phone number. Fun funding. Oh, yeah. There's no funding now, at all. Like no. Let's remember too that Patty. The, was it the, the last fight Jordan Levitt yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says I'm going to submit him and then I'm going to teabag him <laughs> you, you called that out ahead of time yeah I said I was going to knock him out or submit oh. him and then teabag him just said I'm going to finish him you know yeah. I, mean? I knew I was going to finish him I did think more chance of it being a knockout because he was a better he had good jujitsu know what I mean he, he was yeah he's he, a legit he black belt know what I mean yeah. he's a legit black belt but his striking defense was so weird Striking defense is just like that until you grabs all of you. And it was my own fault, as I said, I went into the fight very emotional. I was very overzealous. I was trying to take his head off with every punch I threw. <laughs> so because I was trying to take his head off, it was easier for him to just pull me in and grab hold of me. You know what I mean? And that was the same fight where five hours before your weigh-in, you received the news that your friend, you've lost your yeah, friend. Yeah, one, one of my mates back home, Ricky, had killed himself, lad. And, uh, and, and, dude, he was from submitting... 
Jordan Levitt to teabagging him, just like he said, and fucking dancing around, giving like the most stellar post-fight interview, and then just politely asking, um, do you mind if I have a few words? Not like grabbing the microphone like a douche like I would, <laughs> you know, but like- Two hands. Yeah, do you, mind, do you mind if I have a few words? And they just, of course, and then he just goes into this like wonderful moving speech about how we have to remove the stigma of guys not being able to talk. He says, I'd rather uh, my mate cry on my shoulder than be at his funeral the next week. Yeah. Like, we've got to start talking. And it was just the most fucking genuine, authentic, just moving, just beautiful shit that you couldn't, like, be trying to, like, put on to look good. You and know? What, what, what kind of, where do you want to see the money go for the funding for mental health? Like, what, what needs to be? <coughs> well, I'll be honest, I'm no expert, lad. I'm yeah, not. You I'm just not know that. I just know that people need help because... In, even in Liverpool, lad, Liverpool, Liverpool fits into San Diego like eight and a half times, and I know, like more than more than ten people who are not, not that I know directly or I know of, have killed themselves over like the past ten years. Yeah, like it's just becoming more and more common, like it's normal, and it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's not normal, lad. People need yeah. to realise that, like split second decisions. Right. Change lives. Yeah, you don't. And it's like literally a, a split second decision. And like things that I've seen of people who have attempted suicide and have failed, they've yeah. always said, as soon as I tried to do it, I was thinking to myself, what the fuck are you doing? I regretted it instantly. You know well, what's crazy is like most people have these secrets that they think is the worst thing that's ever happened in their life. And then when you finally tell somebody, they're like, I do that all yeah, the time. Exactly. Right. What do you, what? Yeah. I did that three times last week. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? It, it, it's, it's part of the. 12 steps that you do a, a fear inventory and that's where like you know well not even a fear inventory but like all the harms you've done to others right but there, there's there's harm done others there's uh you know resentments that you have and there's a fear inventory and so like on your fear inventory you you have to write down like you know everything that, that you're afraid of of course but the thing is I remember when I was going through the process I was thinking of like some secrets that I had and I was like man I don't have to share this with anybody it's not like anything that I'm resentful about it doesn't make me angry you know it's not like uh, you know it's not anything I'm really like uh, afraid of it's just like some weird shit I do but then I but then my next thought was oh fuck it's some weird shit I do that I would fucking never tell anyone because I'm I'd be terrified of anybody finding it out. Yeah. And then that, that's when I realized that by definition, a secret is something you're afraid someone will find out. Yeah. So in this process you have to share all of your secrets. And that's when the rubber meets the road in the twelve step process of recovery. And what I did with my secrets at that point, I fucking went to my notebook and I wrote them in code because heaven fucking forbid if mm -hmm. anybody got their hands on my notebook and then they could read my fucking secrets so I wrote them in code that only I would understand <laughs> and then I told my guy who I had to tell it to uh, I just made an appointment and um, I when the, when the time came I showed up and I was like uh all right, dude, you know, fucking, it's like. It's a big fucking deal. It's a big deal. It's like, it's like uh, what the bullfighting guy said. My guy, my buddy Ty, the bullfighter, he says, uh, you're never ready to ride the bull. 
it just becomes your turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah and that's what it was. And I'm, you know, I, would, I was never going to be ready to share those secrets, but it became time. You know, mm -hmm. I scheduled the appointment. So I go and I was like, all right, here goes. And, and now the guy who I'm sharing this with, my, you know, I'll just go ahead and say my, my sponsor, like I, he had told me, he goes, look, he had eight years of sobriety at the time. He had told me, he goes, dude, look, you can tell me anything. Trust me, I've been doing this for years. I've heard it all. You're not going to tell me anything that I haven't fucking heard before. So just don't even worry about it. Just let it rot. So I show up with my fucking coded secrets, right? I sit down and I fucking tell him. And, and he sits there, listens to me, what, to what I say. And he li literally goes, ding, ding, ding. That I have not heard. <laughs> and, and we just started fucking laughing. And this shit, that, this, this, this shit that like was like so terrifying to me that I, and, and when I wrote it in code at the top of the page, I had written to the grave. Like this was my to the grave list. Oh, and wow. uh, yeah, I wrote the words to the grave, dude. And, uh, and here when I told my sponsor, we just started fucking laughing about yeah. how ridiculous it was. And like, I felt like, wow, you know, like, like I, I had so much invested in that festering fucking uh -huh. fear, and it was just kind of released. For you know? sure, it was released, and, and it's the most powerful thing. You get a lot of guys you work with that like can't stay sober, and then like you know you go through things, and then it, you go through the steps, and you work it, and then they relapse, and you're like, would you would you not tell me? And right. Yeah. All right. I hooked up with a dude when I was twelve. You know, it's like, and and it's like, who cares? And then like from then on, they 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 right. they, yeah. they seem to hold it's, it together. It's, it's, it's we we have a book for our whole process, which is it's actually we call it the big book. And uh, in the book, it says, if you don't, if you hold back a secret, if you don't share everything, yeah. you will drink again. Yeah. It says you'll drink, like just black and white like that. And, um, and when I got done with this process with with this sponsor guy, I finally came to him, I said, okay, now I finally don't have any more, anything else. And he says, all right, um, you are the first guy I've ever worked with in this process who I am not now asking. So, what are you holding back? <laughs> he, yeah. says, he says, I, I know that you have not held back anything. I know. And he says, he says, are you curious to know? And I'm like, what? He, and he said, 60. I'm like, 60. He goes, 60 hours we put into this process. Really? <laughs> it was the gnarliest marathon fifth step. That, and I think he did a lot of rounding up. But yeah, I fucking and, and 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 that's why I think I'm still clean and sober today, yeah. because uh, I like like that's when you when you've shared your all of your secrets when you've just like gotten it all out. That's when um, like you're no longer on defense, you know, like in the steps. You, now like you like the the obsession to drink and use is lifted, and you're no no longer on defense. You move into the the rest of the steps where you actually make all the things right from your past and now you're on offense yeah and and like offense meaning that when you go through the the second half of the steps you're on fucking offense now you're playing now you're winning now your life's getting good and dude i'm terrified to like not to deviate from this process because my life is so goddamn good yeah. nice stuff all right well do we can we do predictions for tonight's fight and then by the time this airs we can see if they're true or not I, I like that. Yeah, let's do it. I, I mean, I, I, I like Luke Rockhold. 
I, you know, I think lad, I, I, I worry about like his he, I felt like he asked snob me the other day, lad, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lad, I felt he like was he in had, a mode at the he fight. Do, he was yeah. in a mode. He, I felt like he asked snob me, lad. Wait, wait, you don't have to do that. Help me with the word you said. Snarled is like... Snarled. Mm-hmm. You know what, though? I don't think that that was to you. I don't think... I think that he was just... No, at it, this point, though, this is when I was walking to the toilet. Was walking oh, to the off toilet. the cameras. Yeah, I was walking to the toilet, and I think he'd just been back to see Cheeto because he's a teammate, innit? Yeah. And he was coming back in, and I think I was walking out, and obviously, as you say, people were shouting at me, so I was touching hands and that. And he's, like, walked back through, and he half, like, jogged past me, but he half just, like, went... I was thinking he must be thinking, yeah. who is this little cunt? Because everyone's cheering his name and I'm a former middleweight champ and why is no one shouting for me? You know what I mean? He probably thought that. Because if I was in his shoes, I'd probably think the same. Who is this cheeky little bastard? I think that there, there, there's probably some merit to that assessment. However, I think that he was just a walking snarl. Yeah, he was. All he was night. When the cameras think, were on him, he was just like, you know. I think he would like. Can I turn up to places like that on a vest? It. <laughs> what? You can't turn up to places like that on a vest. Yeah. Because you stink Wait. a bow. Know okay, know now, now help me with that lingo. In a vest. Do you mean like wearing a bulletproof vest? No, we had a vest on. What do you call it? A tank? What is it? A tank top? Do you call it? A- uh, okay, yeah. He had no sleeves, oh, oh, so I could just beater. smell his armpits. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he was stand- top, yeah. He was sitting behind me, and he stunk lad. You call it a? You call a tank top a vest? Yeah, that's a vest. Wow, I did not know that. Um, I, 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 I think Paolo, me boy. Yes, Paolo. He's gonna knock. I him think clean Paolo's him. got yeah. it. Paolo's think, gonna clip his ass and put him a kip. I think Paolo is is uh, coming in with a lot to fucking prove. Do you man. think he's drinking right now, before the fight? I think he kidding. could do because he's a G. <laughs> 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 All right, um, who? Uh, I and, think and, and, Jose Aldo as well. I'm going for him. back oh, in the Brazilians. Yeah, back yeah. in the Brazilians. Devolish Willie. Yeah. And then what about the main one? The- dude, Aldo, dude, Aldo, you know what? They say that when you hit your prime and fucking, like, then you're done. And Aldo is legitimately having a second prime. Yeah, he is. He's come back with a vengeance. Yeah. I, I, can, I hope he wins the belt. It'd be sick to see Aldo with the belt. Because Aldo's, like, Aldo's up there for me and, like, the, the GOAT status, you know what I mean? He's up there. Sure. I don't give a fuck if he's lost loads of fights, lad. Sure. I don't care if he's lost a good few fights. He's... Unbelievable. Okay, can we transfer that? I don't care if Aldo's lost fights to to yourself. If if uh, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. can and say that over, lad. Like, <clears throat> Aldo's the boy, lad. I just yeah. still can't believe McGregor done that to him. You just said that he was gonna do and done it, but like it's just affected Aldo. Can I ask lad. you this? What the fuck is going on with McGregor being so like? Uh, Use your chest, any? I mean, dude, that's not natural. It's testosterone, TRT. I mean, why would he even want to be that bloated up and... and I want to be that big, dude. Uh, <laughs> I would love to I be mean, that did, fucking wait, jacked. What do you th- if McGregor stood on this scale, scale right now, what do you think he'd weigh? I don't know, he's looking chesty. Like, he'd probably be about the same as... I'd probably be heavier than me. How tall is he? Or A lot heavier than you is what I would guess. He, how tall is he? You know, he's a little bit little inch smaller than me, I think. Because I'm like 5'10 and a half, something like that. You think he's 220? Something like that, probably, because he's, he's, he's like Easy. that at the minute. He's fucking jacked. Easy. His fight back, his first fight back could end up being 170, but he could be getting jacked for this film he's doing, couldn't he? Because he's doing a film now. Yeah, he's just fucking enjoying life on yeah. his Lambo yacht. I mean, nice yeah, as well. I, I wonder what he's like. You know, my, my girl, my fiance Lux, she worked with McGregor on, uh, she, she works in production yeah. 
as like a set designer, like art director, like a prop stylist, all that. And um, she said that, that Conor McGregor, of all the celebrities she's worked with on a set, was among the like like the top of the list for the most uh, like professional, like like um, friendly, like kind, mm-hmm. like yeah. the whole thing. And, and I gotta wonder just by looking at him in the news and the whole trajectory of his story, if that's still the case. Well, lad, I was funnily enough you mentioned it. I was in Dublin two or three weeks ago in his pub eating me and Molly were in there having a having a drink and a meal and he he, he was on face he, I, I, that's the you know anything about it is he was on FaceTime too as he was talking to me I think he did say something about me speech and then I was like thank you and then he said something else about me win but I couldn't hear exactly what he was saying because we were in a pub and the music was loud you know what I mean so I wish there was a pair of earphones to put in but he sorted the bill for us lad so oh wow Connor's a scouser he's alright yeah right. yeah that's always well. You never cool. know down the line, lad. Me and him could end up fighting. It's a, it's a possibility, lad. Comes back down to one fifty-five. That's a. I do. That'd be the biggest pay-per-view in the history of the UFC. I mean, Dana, Jared, dude, make it happen. I mean, <laughs> they, 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 you can't put two stars that big together. That's yes, not good for business. It's, That's not good. <laughs> it's the best for business, dude. I mean, it's the best for. Well, they're in the making money business. Understood, but this is why Chael Sonnen just said that you cannot have. Uh, there, what, what fight was it? It was saying um, a champion from one division and a champion from another division. Like I, he was like, you can't do that because then you've just only made one go down. You know, like wasn't that what's going on with Jones and Naganu? That would be a uh, a unif. Well, that'll end up being a unification fight. Yeah, right? yeah. Stipe's obviously if it's going to be Stipe Jones and everyone's saying Stipe Jones for the interim belt while Naganu's out. Yeah, and then. It'll be like whoever wins versus Ngannou. Who, who wins, Jones and Ngannou? I'm just backing Jones against anyone. For sure. Dude, I love it, man. I'm backing Jones against anyone, lad. He'll I, find a way to win. I've got to get my relationship back with John Jones, man. I don't even know what happened, dude. We were bros. We were fucking hanging out at his house. I miss John Jones. And then, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> I miss him. then all of a sudden, it's just he never responded to another message, and I, I can't even fucking guess like what John, the heck. Where are you, lad? Yeah. Steve wants to know. He's I, reaching out. I know, dude. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am, and I love your uh, unconditional love and support for John Jones. Yeah, like, that doesn't uh, say like I can remember. I'm dying for him to be the heavyweight champion. Yeah, when I, I first started watching MMA, he was like coming up. You know what I mean? I I watched him live beat Shogun, and I remember the fight before he beat Bader on versus, and he got offered the fight after the fight, and he said, "Yeah, I watched all them live." Matt, uh, when he beat Vera, you know what I mean? I remember watching all them fights live, like the Matt Hamill one on the Ultimate Fighter finale, and that. So and, like, because it was when I was young, growing up, that it just resonates even more with me, lad. Because like that was before I was watching. I remember watching him fight before I was even doing MMA. And, and let's put this into perspective: you're in England, which is fucking like nine hours ahead of Las Vegas time. So yeah. for you to watch those fights live, you're staying up, up until goddamn yeah. five, six in the morning. It was lad. He was sitting up till like that's what I mean. Those main events come out at like. 9 o'clock in Vegas 10 o'clock don't do that so you're sitting there waiting till about half 5 in the morning sometimes. 5, five like 6 I don't, in the morning I, mean, I don't watch UFC anymore right I don't because I'm not sitting up 
and ruining my sleeping pattern. You know what I mean? Right. If I get up and sit up for hours and hours on on the Monday when I go in the gym, I'm like, oh. But you won't go on fight pass when you wake up. Yeah, and I watch it. Like I always, you always end up just pulling your phone out and seeing the results on Instagram. Dude, watch, I'm such you. a fucking psycho. Like when when I'm when I'm on tour and I have a show which requires me to be on stage during the event. Yeah. I will literally. <laughs> fucking rearrange the apps on my iPhone to move Instagram away so that I don't inadvertently open it uh, and yeah, find out the I'm, results. That's what I'm like, lad, I always do and I'm bad. I just open it like a natural reaction of a morning or two like, or two and you go, oh my God. It's the worst anyone. feeling when you, when you open Instagram and you're like, no, why did I see that? Uh, I've done it with the Nganu Siddle game fight the last one. I remember oh, doing it yeah. with that one. Oh, bastard. Mm-hmm. That was really fucking interesting, yeah. man. For that one for me, that Cyril Gann is just bad fight IQ. He was three minutes away from becoming heavyweight champion of the world if he just stayed on top. But he went for a leg lock instead. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and, and let me let me But yeah, say, he's only young in his career, lad. Like I've had like double the amount of fights as him. Chris Cyril Gone. Yeah. Yeah, he got in late. Yeah. And dude, now they got a fight night in Paris and it's yeah. Cyril Gone yeah, against Chuivasa. I think Chuivasa, yeah. I think I love Chuivasa, that's his quality, but I reckon Gan's going to piece him up. It was looking pretty scary for Chewy. Like, uh, he came in hot and then he lost like three in a row. Yeah. And it was like, man, fuck, poor bastard. And now he's won three in a row. Is that right? Things more like five in a row or something. Wow. Are you good at the speed bag in the boxing gym? No. No? I fucking hate that thing. Dude, I'm probably the best in the world. I fucking, <laughs> I fucking hate that. I just like talking shit. I'm pretty yeah. good, though. I hate them. They're just the fucking annoying. <clears throat> you don't need that for nothing, either. It's just shoulder strength. What was... Pointless. <laughs> let, let, let me let me ask you what what we're getting into tonight, and thank you so much for uh, for the invite, dude. What a fucking honor to go get to watch the fights with Patty. That's that, my honor, lad. So yeah. with you, lad. Oh, for yeah. you know when it's all one, like uh, obviously by us, the lad. You don't use WhatsApp, do you? You use text message. Yeah, you, but you know have, what? You have group. You well, have why group would we? messages on iMessage, I, I, don't you? I tried WhatsApp. No, we can get both. I tried. Yeah, we, like I have, we use WhatsApp. I use WhatsApp for yeah. everything, but we have like a group chat by ours about 15, 20 of us in it. Yeah. And it's funny. One of my mates, Longy lad, he's a pro professional footy player for you, soccer player. And lad, when I told him I was coming on this, he was like, lad, lad, proper made up. He's like, after the UFC, I woke up the next morning to a picture and our chat of me and you. Where you'd put it up and long, he was like, Lad, did you meet her? What's he like? What's he like? All made ah, up. That's so, he dude, loves you and Ponzi as lads. <laughs> there's, there's been like, there's been like some really, really special times where like there's this mutual, you yeah. know, like, like we're jazzed to like, have As you. I say, lad, I fucking grew up watching Jackass films, lad, watching you do mad shit. You know, <laughs> I, 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 we've had really great guests on this podcast. Like, make no mistake, and I'm super grateful and proud of, uh, of what you know the way that, that that has gone for us but with that said like i look at uh, other podcasts like uh like the full send podcast logan paul like andrew schultz and they just had like they're fucking bah, like just a crazy like uh, uh, unbelievable caliber of guests and and i sit here looking at you thinking like like uh Man, fucking beat Logan Paul. Fucking, <laughs> just fucking, fucking full scent, you know. I, I really feel that you are that special, and just I love, I love UFC so goddamn much. It's ridiculous. I know lots of years I've seen you sitting at the side of UFCs. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I should have always saw this coming one day. Because as I say, I've been, I've envisioned all this. I've imagined it for years and years. You know what I mean? I've always like when I first started doing MMA, and I said I'm going to start doing tournaments and fighting. Everyone said you won't. 
when I first started fighting amateur, I was like, I was going to win a belt. Everyone was like, you won't. You know what I mean? And then it was like, I'm going to turn pro. It was like, you won't. You know what I mean? And then it was like, I'm going to win a world title. You won't. And I won it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So my life's been full of that, lad. And I've always beat it. And I'm going to continue to do so. Yeah, and, and so... Like, like we'll, we'll wrap it up and get out of here, but but I'm I'm curious to know like about the business of Patty the Batty because there's there's uh you know we'll talk about everyone talks about fighter pay all the time and like they were trying to hit like uh, ask you of like they like it as if it was an outrage that that you had twelve and twelve in March like that uh, that's that's just standard though right your right. first UFC contract is ten and ten win that twelve and twelve win that fourteen and fourteen but. I didn't have to have the 14 and 14 because they know who the boy is. You know what I mean? I got a new contract for me last fight. Right. Like, obviously. Because you know who the boy is. Yeah. <laughs> like, obviously, fighting in the apex. The right. Way, even though there was only about 100 people there, it was still quite loud when I was fighting. But then you see it with a crowd. Like, when I fight with a crowd, it's just different, lad. It's I different. mean, dude. And, and, and mind you, when you walked in, and just because you were standing in the building, the entire fucking arena starts chanting, Oh, Patty the Batty, while there's fucking legitimate activity yeah. going on in the octagon. Mm-hmm. They're trying to fucking announce the official results, and, like, nobody gives a fuck about that because <laughs> Patty's standing in the corner of the arena over there. It was so ridiculous. And I run over to take a photo with you, and then I come back to my seat, and I'm like, Yo, Dana, dude, fucking check it out. And I show Dana the picture of me and you. And Dana's like, you know, I'm like, dude. And Dana's like, fucking, he's, it's crazy. You know, like, yeah, it's just cool. rad. Dude. It is, lad, it's mad. But, like, as I said, that, like, it's more crazy for the people around me, like, me mates, you know what I mean? Me mates, well, me fiance. Understood. My fiance's head's gone after time. Uh, me teammates and, like, my family and that. It's mad for them. But, lad, people keep asking me, oh, how are you coping with it? How's it this? And I'm like, I'm coping with what? I mean, you've you know had I mean? like, like this, it's, this is, it's not overnight for no, you. No, it's not overnight. Been I've right. been fucking saying and I'm doing this for nearly 12 years, lad. And for 11 years of being fighting, like for 10 years now, being fighting professional, saying to myself, I know where I'm headed. I know this is happening. I know this is happening. And only about twice, as I say, when I've had proper bad mental mental issues, have I ever thought it's not going to happen. No, yeah. I mean, every other time in my life I have been like this is happening it's gonna happen I know it's gonna happen I, I've kind of been the same way too like I'm like the world's gonna find out how yeah. fucking rad I am exactly was my you know what I, mean? I always knew yeah. I always knew that like it's I, mad because you could probably go back to interviews where I've done years ago and stuff like that and I say I am gonna be just as right. big if not bigger than Conor McGregor yeah, I love it. I, I am. To, to be fair, I thought that the world was likely to find out how rad I was after I had already died. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's why I was so busy filming to make sure that they could do that. <laughs> um, and uh, now, I think that when you become famous, you know, like when you become famous, that it's impossible for there not to be. I call it growing pains, you yeah. know, like all of a sudden you've got bestowed upon you all of this reverence, all of this power, this influence. And like, it's just human nature to abuse that, you yeah. know, to like, to, to, you know, you can, now you can be an asshole. Now you can, you can be arrogant. Now you can, you know, and it's like really hard to become famous and not kind of go through these growing pains of like to sort of not being the best version of yourself yeah but fortunately for you you've had the it's not like coming out of nowhere like you've been through the growing pains yeah. with your experience so i feel like you're ready for this i am not like everything i've been 
every and all some mad shit's happened to me over the years, lad. Some funny ones and some mad ones, and like they've all brought brought me to the place where I'm at now, and I'm more prepared than I ever have been. I love it. Like years ago when I did get off to go to the UFC, I'm so glad I said no, because never mind physically, I wasn't ready mentally. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still look like a little boy as well. I still had the body of a fifteen-year-old boy. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was still a child, but it's all done me in good stead, lad. Like now, um, I'll fight anyone. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I mean, love I it. I don't care. Okay, and, and but what about the business of Patty the Batman? Because I want you to be able to like really, um, like uh, harness like well, all of this it. potential that you have right to now. To be honest, lad, I know it. It's not just fighting for me. I'm gonna be in. Okay, but, 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 I'm gonna be in films, TV shows, face up brands, lad. I, I know. All right, let's make let's make it happen. Dude. I know now, that now, that's dude, gonna happen. I'm so impressed by your manager Graham that I gotta believe that behind the scenes that this is already kind of taking taking shape. Yeah, it is. To right. be honest, like there's all sorts going on behind the scenes. Let's look at let's look at what. Sorry, that was a bad interrupt. But let let's look at what Sean O'Malley's doing. Like yeah. when when Sean O'Malley has a fight going, he's got like ready to go, like uh, limited edition, like for that fight, like All merch, and, and, and he's like fucking that. killing yeah, it. Yeah, yes, like that's what I mean. That's why a lot of people should like follow what Sean does. You know what I mean? A lot of fighters should right. take, take a leaf out of his book, but instead they want to sit around and talk shit about him. You know what I mean? That's what. Oh, dude, Sean O'Malley's the man. Yeah, he's cool, lad. I, I like Sean. He's, he's sound as fuck, lad. I've met him, a few, I've met him now uh, yeah. twice, and he's a nice dude, lad. He's a he's a cool dude. So I don't. But yeah. people are always he's like me. He's a polarizing figure. People are always gonna talk shit about him, lad. Just yeah. like they are with me. I'm used to it. Just like he's used to it now. It's been happening for years with him. Just like it has with me. Yeah. Were you FaceTiming Sean? I'm fucking FaceTime FaceTiming Sugar Sean. I think he's always picked up when I when I have. But this will be the time. The Scouse accents, funny how do you say them time? Yeah, the dude. Accents. Now you had one of you guys had said something somewhat disparaging of the other, and yeah. then and then you met. Yeah, it was me in London. Someone asked me something a long time ago in an interview, and I said so. What did I say? I said like, oh, he's a bit of a bitch ass, though, and he something along yeah. them lines, and it was because of. When is um, the fight with Cheeto where the way he says he never lost? You know yeah, I, mean? I, I criticised him for that yeah, too. Yeah, but um, and like obviously they tried to say that I said something else about him. When I never, you know what I mean? No, the way interviewers just like that's not one thing. What really annoys me, journalists just twist what you say. Like it's all clickbait. Yeah, like I can remember someone asked me something about the Poirier Oliveira fight, and I was like, "Oh, Oliveira's unbelievable!" Blah blah, this and that. But I said, like I said, something like, I personally believe if I was in that position on Dustin Poirier on his back, that I'd submit to myself. And the, the the headline become Paddy the Baddy thinks he beat Dustin Poirier. Yeah, basically. I never said that. You know what I mean? I yeah. never said that. If you give me I said that if, if I was on his back with a body triangle locked in, it's crazy. I would submit him <laughs> if I had that much time left on the clock. I would because that's my position. It's what I'm good at. But the reporter changed it to oh, Paddy the Baddy said he'll beat when I never. I never said I'd beat Dustin Poirier. You know what I mean? Just as I say, reporters and that do my head in. Like they ask some shitty, stupid questions yeah. as well a lot of the time. Um, yeah, dude. You should FaceTime John Jones. Yeah, he. I, I would love to. <laughs> He's probably had four new it. numbers. He's probably had four new numbers yeah. since fucking. You, you never know, to. but dude, I'll try it, man. And uh, 
John Jones, man, what a guy. Like he is the go for me. And then you've got like your GSP and Anderson Silva behind them, but Fedor always gets forgot about for me, lad. Fedor was absolutely Dude, unbelievable. Watching him in like the t- early two thousands, yeah. I never seen anything like no. it. No, and Spent he's like pride and obviously he was proud of being bought by the time I started watching the UFC. So I I was always watching that in the past. Yeah, and lad. Dude, just the way you could put it all together, lad, it was just silly. Just and arm barring fucking dudes that are like a hundred pounds heavier than yeah. you, you know. It's scary, lad. Yeah. All right, dude. Before John Jones doesn't pick up, dude, is there anything we want to bring? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before John Jones doesn't pick up, what a guy. Yeah, dude. I I just don't know what happened there, man. We were we were like fucking bros. And then I just never heard from him again. Well, Hopefully he sees this and he reaches out. Yeah. yeah. We miss you, John Jones. Yeah. We had yeah. such a good time at your you house. Miss John. Yeah, you, we you miss John. Yeah, we miss you, Bones, dude. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, yeah, David, yeah, say just Nothing. Basically, I'm, everyone knows where to find me, lad. I always <laughs> say it, lad. Just, I'm not on Twitter no more. In fact, Twitter have kicked me off there, so... Oh, I remember that, the day dude. Before yeah, me, was, the night before me fight as well. I was there when I tweeted on the UFC, I am entertained. Yeah. Like, I was trying to tag you and I couldn't. That's what I mean, you can't tag mm-hmm. me in a Twitter of thing, you know, that everyone knows where to find me at the UFC body and just big shout out to, like, Barstools, lad, and all my sponsors. Barstools, the, all right. the firm. Dave Portnier. He, he's the boy, lad, you know. Dude, we so, should get him on the podcast. Lad, I, I should, like lad. him. Dave's such a cool motherfucker, lad, you know. Yeah. Like, he's... Cool. Such a cool dude. Yeah, we, we were chilling with him the other week in Chicago, lad. Watching the fights, someone Jamal Hillfort. Yeah, we were watching them fights with him in Chicago, lad. And we went to Elton John with him the night before. It was a good little trip to Chicago, though. It was good. Chicago's fun. Yeah. Yeah, we were at fucking Romero Whitaker two no, in fucking Chicago in June 2018. It was it RDA when Colby Colby beat RDA for the interim interim belt welterweight belt. That fucking yeah, that was insane. Like, I, I, as a fighter, I like Colby. He's good, very good. But as yeah, like a, as a person, he's a piece of shit, lad. Yeah. You know what I mean, like yeah, I, I, I mean, hate, I hate all the act as well. Like I, just I, be yourself, bro. You know what I mean, right, right. Here's the problem with Colby Covington is that they they say, oh, it's just an act. He's actually the nicest guy. He's really a good guy. Well, good guys don't put on that kind that of act. act. You're yeah. a piece of shit if you I've put on that exactly. act. Exactly. I've heard a few people say that myself. Oh, he's nice, you know, when you right. meet him well, person. Right. Well, then nice people don't say, "Oh, I boned this chick." Yeah. You know, don't fucking like, have a ghostwriter then, lad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Even though I will give Col- Colby Covington credit for cum shot being the funniest oh, nickname yeah. I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. yeah. Cum shot, you know, I was a good one. My one for him was ca- Crash Match Jimmy Changa. <laughs> his name said hard to say anyway so like when I saw it I like, oh, crash match Jimmy Changa dude who do, you, who do you think wins in a fight Colby or uh, Edwards uh, that's a flat that's probably the most interesting fight to see at welterweight it's Gotta also be. problem is it the most boring fight to see at welterweight no they're like, just gonna no, fucking punch more, each other's faces in well nah Colby would try and take Edwards down Colby wouldn't stand with Edwards Colby knows full well what Edwards would do to him yeah. on the feet Dude, Edwards is such a Edwards great is guy Edwards is quality psycho I yeah. love quality. Edwards he's cool man. Edwards lad he's a proper nice dude I've met fucking him plenty yeah. of times now. nicest dude one of the nicest dudes going lad and yeah. I'd love to see him win the belt I, yeah, I, I, I want I him would, to I would too like, obviously me 
my head's going with Usman because he's got more tools to win. Usman could just sit right, on top yeah. him for five rounds if he wanted to, or push him against the cage like he done with Woodley for five rounds. Usman's huge. Yeah, but. And I'm going with my heart jam. and I'm going with Edwards. I, I, want, want, I want Edwards to... Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, though. I'm seriously thinking, Steve-O. Usman's going to think, I've been beating everyone up on the feet. I might, I'll might, i be able to stand with Leon. And Leon might just piece him up, you know what I mean? I know, but, but dude, I, don't, I think he's got Usman's... good fight IQ, Usman, and he wouldn't do that. Did you see Usman's jab against Burns? That was the most fucking powerful jab. But that jab. was against a, f- a man with a smaller reach. That's yeah. somebody had a reach advantage over. He hasn't over Edwards. Right. Edwards has got the reach of him. The, good power, tonight, the power that Usman when he knocked out Masvidal. Yeah, the power's I, more like with hands power, it's Usman, but right. like I feel accuracy like, yeah, I feel and like, precision, it's it's Edwards. And when it comes to kicks, it's all Edwards. Okay. I feel like hands power, Edwards is the equivalent of of Covington. Technically, it's harder than Covington. Yeah, I'm saying right. that Covington had Usman rocked in the second fight. Yeah. I. I I'll be honest, I thought that fight could have been a draw me. <laughs> I'm not I messing. Usman definitely 10-8 in the second and won the first, but then 3-4 and 5 all could have went to Colby. 4 yeah. and 5, definitely, it was how you scored the third. It was good. And as I say, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a Colby fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, but you know what? Here's the thing. I, I also thought Zhang Wei beat Rose that night as well. Yeah. I, then wait, Madison wait, wait, Square wait. Garden judges. Mm. Snide. <laughs> I fucking enjoy disliking Colby Covington so much that I want him to win every time so that I can keep having him to enjoy disliking. <laughs> now nah, he hasn't got a fight, has he? I don't think he does. Oh, yeah. no. I don't think he does, but that, but that... Oh, yeah, he's got a lawsuit. Well, isn't he him. still going on with uh, Masvidal? Yeah, Masvidal hit him. Yeah. Well, Masvidal's meant to be fighting Burns, isn't he? Yep. That'll be a scrap. I'm, it's getting embarrassing for Masvidal to say, I'm going to break your face. Like, I saw Masvidal on some sort of podcast saying I can't like saying like he got asked about me. He said something like English people can't wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> English people can't wrestle? Pot kettle black? <laughs> Jesus! Don't ever like that. Dude, unbelievable! Thank you so much for this, and thank you for uh, what, 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 you rented out a, a bar. Yeah, we've got it. We're having a little watch party tonight for the UFC, aren't we, lad? There'll be me, you, a few few of the Padres are coming over after they've played tonight as well, I think, so it'll be funny. I'll just be sitting in the corner, lad. Yeah, and we got a balcony. Eating food, food, drinking coke. I like you hot again, man. All right. I like you hot again. I'll stay away from carbs. (laughs) Dad, thank you, Stick to the meat, lad. Stick to the meat. How embarrassing. Like, the calling people they don't pick up. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Shit's up. Oh, that. dude, it's That's staying in. That's the funniest thing to end on. Now, little did I know when I recorded this episode with Patty the Batty that the very next morning, the very next morning, we did his podcast, too. And, man, I think it might have been... Might have been better. I don't know. Different. Both fucking epics. So click on my episode of Patty the Baddies podcast. Kaba. Wait, you didn't click yet? <laughs> All right, dude. It's showtime. <laughs>